Hello, thanks for joining the Hoosier Myths and Legends podcast. I'm Rebecca Wilhelm. I'm Mary Quigley. And I'm Hope Wilhelm. Join us as we dive into the spookier side of the Hoosier State. So what comes to your mind when you think of Indiana? Do you think of corn? Do you think of basketball? Do you think of the Indianapolis 500? Maybe you think of famous celebrities who were born in Indiana, like John Mellencamp or Michael Jackson. But as the saying goes, there is more than corn in Indiana. 92 counties make up the Hoosier State. In this podcast, we are going to discuss some Indiana folklore from each of these counties. If you are into tall tales, ghosts, or spooky legends, then this is a podcast you are not going to want to miss. In this episode, we will explore a Civil War urban legend from Versailles, Indiana. Versailles is a small town in Ripley County, which is in southeast Indiana. The Versailles State Park is Indiana's second largest state park and is a popular spot for hiking, camping, and canoeing. The Versailles State Park is home to a man-made 230-acre lake that is a popular spot for fishing, kayaking, and canoeing. People can also bring their horses out to the park to enjoy the 20 miles of horse trails. The park also has a pool for swimming. The Versailles State Park is also a popular spot for people who enjoy mountain biking. But as you drive through the rolling hills and enjoy the peaceful surroundings, you might be unaware that you are surrounded by Civil War history. During the Civil War, Confederate General John Hunt Morgan made his way through southern Indiana, and he actually held the town of Versailles under Confederate control for several days in July of 1863. One of Morgan's men made the decision to desert the raid and live out the rest of his life in the area we now know as the Versailles State Park. In this episode, we are going to discuss the legend of Silas Shimmerhorn, who locals called the Wolfman of Versailles. In the summer of 1863, the Civil War came to Indiana when Confederate General John Hunt Morgan moved his troops north. He did this for several reasons. One of his main goals was to steal Union supplies. He also wanted to scare the northern troops into retreating and demanding that the Union soldiers come home. Morgan also knew that Union soldiers would need to leave other battles in order to secure Cincinnati. The North would not want a major city of theirs to fall under Confederate control. According to the Indiana.gov website, Morgan's raid was the largest military raid conducted in Indiana during the Civil War. Morgan spent three weeks in Indiana causing a lot of terror to the people in these small communities. Morgan also knew that anyone who sympathized 
with the South may join his cause. Yes, I thought it was interesting to find out on the Indiana.gov website that Morgan's raiders mainly focused on four targets when they came to a town. First, they would block off or destroy railroads and bridges, and they would also steal merchandise from the local stores. Morgan and his men would also demand that people pay a ransom to them or else they'd threaten to burn down the mills or important properties in the town. Morgan and his men were also well known to steal horses to replace their exhausted horses. There are many legends and stories from his raids and many are not so good. But one interesting legend about Morgan's raid concerns the Versailles, Indiana Masonic Lodge number no. seven. According to the Masonry Today website, Morgan's men raided the jewels that belonged to the Versailles Masonic Lodge when they arrived in town. Morgan, being a Freemason himself, was horrified that his men had done this and returned the jewels to the lodge the next day. Yes, that legend about the Versailles Masonic Lodge is also on the town of Versailles website. An interesting urban legend, though, that also came out of Morgan's raid is the legend of Silas Shimmerhorn. And the very first time I heard about the legend of Silas Shimmerhorn was when I read Mark Merriman's book, Haunted Indiana. So, of course, reading that story just got me interested and made me want to go ahead and Google more information about him. What I came to find out and what is generally thought in every legend you read about Silas is that he was a member of Morgan's Raiders. But for some reason, Silas made the decision to abandon Morgan's Raid once they reached the town of Versailles, Indiana. Why did he leave? Well, no one knows Silas's reasons for abandoning his post. The reason for this is he never told anyone. Some people have guessed that he had changed his mind and was no longer sympathetic to the South. There's also a legend that he was scared off by the Versailles local militia. Another interesting theory out there is that Silas was actually a Hoosier, and that being from Indiana, when he saw his chance to flee Morgan and escape, he took it. He found refuge in the area that we now know is the Versailles State Park. However, I was not able to confirm any kind of reason that he flew, because he obviously didn't tell anybody before he escaped. Wouldn't this make him a target for General Morgan? Deserting the troops would mean death for him, wouldn't it? Yes. Once Silas fled the campaign, he would have had to stay gone. If he was found by either Confederate or Union troops, he would have been hanged. The most fascinating part of the legend is that they believe that he hid out in the 437 foot long cave that's known as the bat cave and that he had made it his home silas was armed with his rifle but pretty soon he ran out of ammunition for his gun he still had a small knife with him and he survived by hunting small animals silas also threw out his old confederate uniform and made clothing out of the animal pelts at some point, legend says that Silas made friends with a pack of wolves that lived in the woods. Silas would hunt with them, and locals say that the wolves accepted Silas into the pack. Now here's where the story takes a strange turn. According to More Haunted Hoosier Trails by Wanda Lou Willis, the farmers around Versailles started noticing wolf marks on their dead animals, which wasn't out of the ordinary. There were wolves in the area, and wolves are known to attack farm animals and things like that. But they also started noticing that on some of the animals, there were knife marks. And they had not been killed by a wolf, but had been killed by a knife. And that was something that was very strange. 
So the farmers began to keep a watch over their animals and their property overnight. One night they saw Silas with the wolves. Some legends tell of him wearing no shirt and only his old Confederate uniform pants. Other legends talk of seeing him in the animal fur. Many believed he had truly become one of the wolves, earning him the nickname the Wolfman of Versailles. There were old French fur trappers that operated in Indiana during this time. Those fur trappers had a name for people that they believed could change into animals. The French name for this was called the Lou Guru. Basically, that kind of means a shape-shifting an- entity. It was wildly believed during this time that Silas had actually changed himself or become one of the wolves that he was running with. Well, the Native Americans have lots of legends about human beings who could turn and change into animals. So that's one theory, that Silas was a shapeshifter and had actually somehow obtained the ability to become a wolf. Yeah, it also makes me think that maybe they were seeing old Silas in these animal furs and associated that with the shape-shifting legends. And that's a very good possibility and theory hope. I believe maybe they just saw him maybe dressed in these animal pelts and furs, and they probably just associated that with that very old legend that people had heard of. Things got really bad for Silas because the farmers had decided to kill the wolves and find Silas and try to figure out what was going on. One by one, the wolves were killed. The wolfman seemed to disappear as well. In every legend that I've read about the wolfman, they say that the farmers finally got the courage to enter the bat cave. Legend says while they were in there, they found remains of like a bed that was made out of straw or hay. The most interesting thing is that they found a Civil War era rifle that had the initials SS on it. It was actually carved into the stock. SS for Silas Shimmerhorn? That's exactly what the farmers thought. The rifle was proof to them that Silas had been there. Did the farmers find the remains of Silas? And that's the really strange part. They found no bones no human remains. The only thing that they were able to confirm was that at some point, someone had been living in the Batcave. This is not the end of the story, however. Over the years, many people reported seeing a man running around the woods in the area. Reports came in about him being in the area where the covered bridge is now. Some say he was running naked in the woods. Other people say they saw him only wearing the pants, you know, the uniform pants for the Confederate with no shirt, no shoes. There's legends of him being in the animal pelts. It's just all kinds of different legends. But we have been to the Bushing Bridge and the sign on the bridge says it was built in 1885. Yeah, that would have been long after Silas. He should have been a very old man or even dead. Exactly. These reports were coming in that Silas was still running around the area at the time of the bridge being built. There are even reports that he, or rather his ghost, is still in the park today. Mom, I think the story of Silas that freaks me out the most is that you can hear him and his wolves howling at night if you are camping at the park. Yeah, that is one of the legends. Apparently, if you're staying at the campground, you can hear these wolves at night. And some have even said that they have seen Silas running around on a moonlit night with the wolves, and they all seem to be glowing. There is only one problem. 
According to the Indiana Department of Natural Resources, there's no wolves residing in Versailles State Park or in that area anymore. Wow, that's crazy. Ready to go camping, Hope? Um, no. So I googled about Silas and ended up on a Hoosier Mountain Bike Association message board where they were discussing the legend of Silas Shimhorn. The people on this message board were saying that Silas tends to appear to bikers doing the 24-hour ride at the park. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting when we were discussing that. And looking at that message board, one of the posters who identifies himself only as Guy, he posted something interesting, and I'm going to quote it for you. Silas Shimmerhorn's ghost is mostly friendly and has a fascination with mountain bikers. Late in the evening, he has been known to be drawn to riders, floating alongside, dressed in bib overalls, heavy boots, and long flowing beard. That is a totally different description than the early reports of him. No fur? Yes, the tale is that on this 24-hour bike ride, Silas will appear to the rider in the early morning. He appears to them on the Schwering Hill. The rider will feel really light and feel as if they are being propelled forward. Some even claim to feel an old twisted hand on their back, almost helping to push them forward. Yes, and the creepiest part of that whole legend that's stated on that message board is that these bike riders claim that they'll hear Silas or or some type of old man laughing at them in their ear while they're on this bike ride. How about a bike ride, Aunt Mary? How about no? Do you have a Silas Shimmerhorn sighting to share? Have you seen anything strange at the Versailles State Park? We would love to hear about it. Please send an email to Legends at gmail.com. We may use it in a later episode. In the email, please let us know if you wish to remain anonymous. To see our source material, please visit our website, HoosierMythsAndLegends.com. Please find us and follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. Our theme song was written and recorded by Wet Blanket. The song title is Taxidermy Racecar. Wet Blanket is frontman Joseph Carpenter, lead guitar Earl Wilhelm, rhythm guitar Joshua Carpenter, bass Parker Warman, and drums Christian Kittle. We really appreciate all of our listeners. We are beyond thankful for all the support and the positive feedback. If you like what you hear, please don't forget to give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you are listening to us through. Thank you for tuning in to Hoosier Myths and Legends. As always, stay spooky.